Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Really good, uh... I think it was important for me to get a nice full practice, hard practice today with the guys. I think that uh, pushed me to uh, to the game pace today's practice, that's for sure. Anytime, anytime if it's a game or two games, uh, you feel like uh, you're missing out and uh, that you always get uh, really pumped up. Uh, the adrenaline comes high when uh, you can return to the lineup. Huge. Uh, he, he brings energy, brings consistency every single game. Um, you know, he's a leader on and off the ice and um, just a great guy, so I'm excited to, to have him back. I, you know, getting Zemgis back is a, he's a guy that's uh, at his core. He's a competitive, hardworking guy. And, you know, where we've been challenged is in that area. We, we need more competitive, you know, uh, high-energy, working guys. And it'll be big to get him back, obviously. Will he play is probably a fair question based on the yeah. skate today in advance of tomorrow's game against Columbus. Right now, Semgis Gergensen is certainly ready to come back and skating today among four players on what would be a fourth line, presumably with uh, Robinson, who has been sitting for a while, along with Krebs and Opozo. Big opportunity uh, for whomever, I'm sure, to get back in and try to, again, start a new streak to close out the year. Yes, Marty, there is an opportunity for a two-game winning streak before 2023 ends, but that means they need wins on back-to-back days to get this thing done. Yeah, Columbus and Ottawa, obviously, Saturday, Sunday. And just a quick reminder, everybody, the Saturday game is at 5 p.m., so it's not your normal 7 p.m. game. And the Sabres and you and I, Duffer, are traveling to Ottawa for a New Year's Eve clash against the Ottawa Senators. But yeah, and you know, you talked about Zemgus yesterday. He was a uh, placeholder for Tage Thompson at practice when he was skating with Skinner and Tuck. Well, Tage has returned now to uh, the practice ice. And so he's resuming his spot with Skinner and Tuck and Zemgus Gergensen's waiting to see if he is going to be in the lineup. I would assume yes. And I'm only assuming because the Sabres are making roster moves, right? Like if Zemgus is not ready to go, you keep him on IR. You don't have to make roster moves. But they do, did put Tyson Jost on waivers yesterday. Uh, they uh, assigned Ryan Johnson uh, to the Rochester Americans. So obviously these type of transactions are made to open up roster spots. One for Tate Thompson to come back. Two for most likely Zemgus Gergensen's to come back as well. Well, yeah, and uh, the Johnson move obviously could uh, be categorized many ways, including temporary. 
Um, so there's a, an opportunity for him to be back as early as this weekend in um, yeah. either, either one of the games, quite frankly. The Amherst are home tonight. They've drawn Hershey this evening, which will be the most daunting task yet. Hershey has won six in a row. They have um, an unbelievable mark of 25-6 and six this year, which is by far the best in the AHL. And the Amherst have been struggling to get the wins of late, and now we'll have... Presumably, if, uh, well, who knows what the future holds for Jost as far as waivers and then after that, because there's not necessarily an automatic designation coming to the American Hockey League. You could then work out a deal if somebody was looking to do it that way as opposed to going through the waivers process. But uh, there are a lot of bodies um, in Rochester, yes. um, both among the forwards and defense ranks, even without Yuri Kulik right now, who's playing at the World Juniors. By the way, Chris Baker from Sabre Prospects will be with us on the broadcast tomorrow to give you a full rundown of what he's been seeing from Buffalo's seven prospects playing at the World Junior Tournament in Sweden. But uh, definitely when you think of Bryson being down there and potentially Jost and others, I mean, it just it's... It's a lot of veterans potentially um, for Seth Appert to work with, but the here and now with the Sabres is Don Granado has to find the right guys to work with that can put in the consistent efforts. And that's obviously the biggest challenge here is this year of 2023 comes to a close. So yes, it's, it's a challenge. It is a challenge because, you know, when you get a, a nice win, right, you get a, uh, um, a nice win against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then you get a overtime loss against the Rangers, and you have your full lineup, and then obviously the last game against Boston, you got no Tage Thompson, but there was not a response, right, when somebody is missing. But you say, okay, let's get your lineup back together, and let's see what the last two games of the year, the calendar year, will look like. Um, so that to me is what I'm going to focus on. Now you, you did mention Ryan Johnson, um, who has played in four of the last five, and you know, I'd, I'd looked good and, and is still young, learning a lot. Um, but at some point, we kind of figured Henry Yokiaru is going to have to come back in the lineup. And if Henry is going to draw back in the lineup, and you have to make those type of you know, daily transactions, or maybe it's every other day type of transactions. You have 23 roster limits and you do have the three goalies still. So maybe you're just allocating six spots for your defense right now on the roster, knowing that you can always, you know, call Ryan Johnson back up, maybe make a paper transaction in that way. So I'm not overly, you know, kind of, uh, uh, looking at that situation, but I do think that in in due time you're gonna have to sort out your three goalie situation. I think most teams now, the Montreal Canadiens, still have their three goalies. There's a lot of teams out there that are kind of dealing with this. And you look at the 2023 calendar coming to end. It's about uh, the time where you're gonna need to figure that out. Well, one of the uh, really good, by the way, Shana Goldman, given that it's Friday, uh, will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour as well here on Sabres Live. Um, the Flyers have had really, really good goaltending this year, but last night Sam Erson was injured in period number three. Carter Hart had to come on, so we'll see how long, if at all, Erson is out because then that would again create um, you know, just movement. It doesn't necessarily reflect uh, the need for a transaction outside of one's organization, but the Flyers have themselves in a really good spot here. And yeah. I don't really care what the vision was of Jones, Briere and company and Tortorella too, but like they're in it. They can't, they can't just slip out of it. Like it, they're, to me, they have to be aggressive to stay in it. They've done everything right 
They rolled Vancouver last night 4-1 to on the strength of three second period goals in just over two minutes. And that's what they do because they their pace is ridiculously high. And if you make mistakes like Vancouver did last night, you're going to pay the price. So Carter Hart came in in a tough spot. He uh, As soon as he came in, um, Atkinson took a really dumb uh, penalty for in, it wasn't instigating it was called roughing but it was a reaction to an absolutely clean hit that needed no response and Philadelphia ended up scoring a shorthanded goal yep. to keep Carter Hart a little bit more breathing room so it was a, it was stunning and I know you'd been big on on Casey DeSmith this year he has obviously been really good he'd been 6-2-2 two and two prior to last night but he ended up having a, a real tough moment or two last night and just didn't look like himself as the game went on but uh, that's obviously going to happen uh every now and again but philadelphia man they just keep rolling up the points and a large part of it has been uh, i think the underrated discussion about their goaltending which brings it back to the sabers and their three goalie situation and and i'm sorry to i don't even know how to present it (laughs) yeah here it is december 29th but based on you bringing it up and, and and us talking about you know roster moves potentially on a more regular basis here um just to make all the pieces fit um i i don't how do you how do you view it now based on the fact that obviously lukanen has had trouble getting the wins comrie hasn't played enough to know whether he can get the wins and devin levi of course has had higher numbers in the wrong categories of late, despite what the wins and losses might indicate. Well, I mean, you also have to be looking at where you are right now as a team in the mm-hmm. standings. And um, and it's not throwing the towel at the end of December, knowing that you have six <laughs> and then knowing that you have 60% of your season still in front of you, or maybe 55% of the season still in front of you. But at the same time, I think that if you combine who gives you the best chance to win right now, and if you combine who do you want to get playing time to gain experience, to work on their game, to continue to mature and and looking at next season. I'm also not saying like this year is, you know, thrown in the garbage, but I'm looking at, okay, you got to be able to combine all these elements together. That's what you got to do as an organization, right? And you know, if but who would what are you getting at? Like, who would fall into this category about gaining experience? Everybody's got a fair amount of it now, unless you're saying Devin Levi is going to Rochester. Uh, no, I'm saying like I would I would think that Levi and Lukanen are the ones that are giving you the answer to all of your questions. One, who gives you the better chance right now? Levi Lukanen. Two, who would benefit from more playing time at the NHL level long term to be able to to gain experience, to gain maturity and all of that, Levi Lukanen. Like, I mean, more Levi than Lukanen. Lukanen is getting to that experience over the last year and a half now more, but it's Levi Lukanen. That, that's what my answer is when I'm asking myself a question. I'm looking at this weekend. You got Saturday, Sunday games. Who are the two guys that, in my opinion, are going to play? And, and I'm thinking, well, it's Levi Lukanen. And so when it all comes, it could be one guy. It could be one. It could be one guy. You're absolutely right. It could be, but I'm just saying I have to pick two, right? If I'm building a roster that has two goalies on it, I'm picking two guys out of the three and saying, I'm moving forward with those two guys. And right now my answer is Levi Lukanen. And I know this is a tough place for Eric Comrie to be in. It's a tough place for Don Granado and Kevin Adams to be in. 
right? And saying, hey, it, it unfortunately hasn't worked out the way we thought it was going to work out. And it's no fault of Eric Comrie. The injuries have factored in, the situation, and really, to be honest with you, having four goalies last year at one point and having three this year has, has put Eric Comrie in a tough place. Like if there was only two and he came back healthy, he'd play regularly, he'd practice regularly. You'd know, do we have somebody that we can play more often or not? But you had four goalies last year at the end of the year, three this year. It's just put Comrie in a bad spot. So unfortunately, the answer right now that I look at is not, well, Eric Comrie's playing one of the two this weekend, or Eric Comrie's going to play next year, next year when I say 2024 in January or whatnot. It comes down to Levi Lukanen moving forward. And look, you talked about the Flyers, you know, being in a win mode, win now mode and trying to keep up with the Eastern Conference, the Metropolitan Division. Well, I mean, every team that is seeing that, oh, we got to get on a streak. We got to get on ourselves going here. Um, you know, there's maybe two or three teams in the NHL right now that can say, bye-bye, we're done, right? Like, we don't have to worry about it. Let's really focus on next year. But the Sabres have to find a way to say, hey, we got to win two this weekend. We got to get on a streak. We got to win five out of six. We got to win seven out of eight. Let's go. So at the end of the day, I'm looking at who are my best guys. And at this moment, the answer would be Levi Lukanen. Logan Thompson played back-to-back games for Vegas. That's why yes. I cheekily added that, uh, you know, one is an option here. You probably don't see one as an option, though, or do you? I don't because. Um, and also, I mean, it has to be performance based, right? You have to look at it. Wait, you have to be bad one night to get the start next. That's what Logan Thompson got. Well, no, but your Pitera was not giving the Vegas Golden Knights good goaltending. He coming wasn't up as to that bad game. as Thompson was in his return. Yeah, but overall, overall, Logan Thompson is the better of the two goalie. Bruce Cassidy answered that question yesterday before the game. Why are you playing Logan Thompson on back-to-back? Because he gives us the best chance to win. He didn't say, oh, well, you know, Logan has that experience. No, he basically just simple. He gives us the best chance to win. They were hosting the LA Kings. So one of the best road team in the league. Who gives me the best chance to win? It's Logan Thompson. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at tomorrow night, Columbus. Who gives me the best chance to win? And I'm playing this, this guy. Now, I mean, you could argue it's Levi. You could argue it's Lukanen. I Well, based on practice, it looks like Lukanen. Yeah, so you could argue it's either one of them, um, which is fine. But I don't have my decision made on Sunday's game right mm. now. You play a 5 o'clock tomorrow. You play a 7 o'clock Sunday. No, um, it's not 7. Is it 6? It's not 7. I know that. Okay. Well, it can it can pretty be, sure it's six. It can no. be anywhere between six and eight. So we'll, we'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh but anyway, um you, you play a five and then a six, whatever it is. It's like six. You, you can definitely for the go. last time, I'm telling you, it's six. Well, you did it's not seven. Let's just it's six o'clock. Um you you can go with the same guy, but you don't make your mind up now saying we have our goalie pick for Saturday and Sunday. Because with performances, if Lukanen comes in and plays lights out against Columbus and is a big reason why you win, then you know what? Yeah. Who gives you your best chance to win on they Sunday? It probably is Lukanen It Lukanen won't happen. Again. It won't happen. You know that. I'm just telling you what I would do. No, but it won't. You know it won't. Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be an option on the table right now? 
Why? I'm not saying it's not an option. I'm saying it won't happen. Because they had a chance to go Levi in consecutive games or <laughs> back-to-back games, and they too. didn't go in. So I'm just saying, um, do I think it's going to happen? Yeah, unlikely yeah. to happen. Would well, I put it on the table? The Absolutely, I would put it on the table. Okay. Um, before I bore you with the question of what is their identity um, for the final time in 2023, what is the identity that I always bring up of the reigning Stanley Cup champions? They have a solid group of defense. Who do what? Who block shots. Thank you. Always the best in that regard. I listen once in a while. Last night, they were up 3-1. The Kings score at with a minute 59 to go. The Kings never lost control of the puck in the offensive zone until the final seven, seven seconds. Yeah. It was the most pressure I have seen. They had eight shot attempts in that time. Braden McNabb blocked three consecutive shots. They blocked five of the eight in total. And Logan Thompson looked like he had escaped like a guilty child doing something mischievous, either at home or at school. (laughs) He was exhausted. He looked like he played no part in them hanging on to the victory at the end. In fact, I thought he'd re-injured himself out of sheer exhaustion and tension in the moment. And I was like, wow. That's now I was thinking the Kings are going to be furious with themselves for not putting up a greater fight earlier. But of course, this is par for the course in hockey, especially, you know, the late game push. But uh, yeah, it was remarkable, actually. Eichel, by the way, had a tremendous tally last night. Um, But uh, yeah, it was was something to watch between those two who are, you know, obviously terrific rivals and uh, and a big lost opportunity for the Kings. Because as we mentioned yesterday, they were top two in NHL point percentage. And they were watching Vancouver lose and they were going head to head with Vegas. So it was a big opportunity for them to climb up and almost take the, you know, get within three points of the division lead, let alone points percentage. Well, what did we talk about? I believe it was the Rangers game, right? When we showed Matthias Samuelson blocking shots and then Connor Clifton. Seven of them and Clifton had seven as well. Yeah. Yeah. So and then Jordan Greenway with us on Wednesday morning talked about, oh, Like blocking shots, penalty kill, blocking shots. Like it's so important. It Mm -hmm. gives you like, number one, the shot's not getting to the net. And there's no chaos, no second, third, fourth opportunities right at the net. That's number one. Number two, the vibes. And I know you can't measure vibes in shot attempts. and But the feeling that you get when your teammate is laying it on the line and blocking shots. As a goaltender, you're watching it from behind all of this, and you're like, yes, we are dialed in. We're blocking shots. Now, there's two ways of doing the the blocking of shots. One is because you're being completely dominated that the only thing you have to do is try to get in the shot lane. And two is being aggressive and really making that part of your identity. Um, So at times this year, I've seen the Sabres saying, hey, you know what? Here you go. I'm going to make that an, an aggressive shot blocking mindset. And that other times it's been like, oh, like we are completely being dominated. We're on our, on our heels. And mm-hmm. now we have to hope that we're blocking shots because that's our only saving grace at this moment. So that's the difference. You can block shots. You can have seven, eight, nine block shots in a game, but there's two different ways to look at it. Vegas, mm-hmm. when I watch them, they're an aggressive shot blocking team. They mm. come at you, they front you, they block shots. Not because they're sitting back, because they're aggressive. That's the identity defensively that the Sabres 
hope and want to get to when it comes to shot blocking, especially with guys like Sammy and Clifton now and Eric Johnson. That's what they want to get to. Right. And what was one of the signature moments of a road team's victory in KeyBank Center this year? David Savard, Montreal, first meeting of the year. Yeah. That, along with Samuelson, twice now this year, his nine-block game against Boston, his seven-block game against the Rangers, which didn't result in a win. To me, like, since I was this high, like, this is the stuff that's super noticeable, right? Like, if you don't have that willingness, and and the the hope is the willingness, of course, then reaches everybody else on the team. Like, to me, it's always been one of my favorite parts. Maybe it's because my mom loved Jim Schoenfeld from the earliest days, and Shawnee was a great Shot blocker for the Sabres, obviously. Um, you know, it, it, those are critical components to good to great teams, in my opinion. And obviously, oh, on the worst end, even when you're not great, you you can set an example. And obviously, the, the youth of Montreal's defense corps is only going to learn from David Savard when he's in the lineup. No, 100%. And I can tell you this, my first training camp in Buffalo, I'm sitting next to Charlie Huddy. And Charlie Huddy is laying like like this foam, um, I don't know what you call it. It's like a roll of white, almost like snow, right? Like foamy kind of snow that he's putting inside his shin pads. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, well, so it doesn't hurt as bad when you block shots. And I, that's my game now. Like I need, I, I need to get, you know, Craig Ludwig, right? With the, the Sears big catalog shin- was not available. The Sears catalog was not available at that moment. You couldn't put it. It was too heavy, but you would put this like, it's a springtime version. It's not nearly as thick as the holiday one. Yeah, no. but if it gets wet, it really gets heavy, right? Because it's pages, papers, and all of that. Those but, guys didn't skate at all anyway. They were yeah. asked to be in sound defensive posture. But but I remember, you know, Charlie Huddy talking about blocking shots and carving himself a role as a defending type, shot blocking type defenseman. Craig Ludwig, like, man. You know, the Montreal days and then the Dallas days. And we talked about he had bigger shin pads than goalie pads, right? Because he blocked shots. But that was different because, you know, it wasn't a huge part of the game. It was a different era. But those guys were part of winning teams. They were part of a winning tradition that lifted cups because of their selfless, aggressive shot blocking nature. I mean... Mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll say this, but one of the best shot blocking guy we've had in Buffalo was Jay McKee. And Jay McKee, because of his, especially in those days, how you start to track shot blocking and mm-hmm. it, it became a, something a little bit more noticeable. Only but, in his final year with the Sabres did they track shot blocking. Yeah. And then it earned him a contract. He went to St. Louis. But still, you know, he he carved himself even before they tracked it this idea that he would block shots and he would get hurt and his body would be like just Dan Girardi, same way. Right. With Girardi in in New York, he was the same way. That's part of winning teams. Right. And go back and look uh, now or 20 years from now to Dan Girardi's era in the NHL. You will see him as one of the defensemen who played the most playoff games during his window of time oh, yeah. in the NHL. Yes. That is a feather in the cap. In his, in his map. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, like they they lost, the Rangers lost to the LA Kings, who had 
you know, guys that were doing the exact same thing. 100%. And it's, it's, it's definitely, and I look at the Sabres and I understand that. And we're spending too much time on this topic, obviously. Blocking shots isn't going to be the sole reason they can turn around against Columbus and Ottawa tomorrow. No, it's not. But it's right. an identity that I feel like, okay, let's put 2023 behind us. And what is something that they have to be able to say? 2024 and forward has to be, you know, a a priority in the way that we play games. And for me, we talked about defending, helping out your goaltender, blocking shots, a huge part of that. You're mm -hmm. not going to go anywhere in 2024 if that doesn't come a part of your success and your identity. So uh, obviously this year has been um, the hardest one in Sabres history based on the fact that we lost the greatest of all time in yes. Rick Jenneret. And so it's hard for me and I'm sure for many of us to sit here and uh, reflect upon anything else when going over this uh, entirety from January through December. So um, we think back to August 17th and um, then being on air on August 18th and how life can be incredibly uh, confusing, challenging, difficult, um, because of course his passing ultimately, um, presented us with some of the more memorable moments that we had on air, which seems yes. just very, very strange to say, but I don't think, and there were so many, and this is why I'm grateful. This is me being grateful to everybody that was listening that day on behalf of our entire crew, because like. I don't think anybody's ever going to forget Doc Emmerich's segment. Yeah. Like to have one of the most noteworthy play-by-play -play announcers in hockey history come on and speak as if he was crafting poetry right before our eyes and ears. Um, like I'm, I'm sitting here with chills and not really knowing where to go from here other than knowing that, that three hour window and then the service that we had the following Sunday, a week from Sunday after um, RJ's passing, you know, they, they were uh, important days um, for us to try to move on and, and, and reflect and remember and cherish every moment we had with them. I will reflect even more um, on that over the next few days here, but uh, I still remember the last time I got to spend you know, a few hours with RJ, we had an autograph signing and he was taking pictures yeah. with every single one people, person, uh, group that was in line and being his sarcastic self that he always is <laughs> and made a comment about me and made a comment about everything. It was, it was just awesome. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah. you got to cherish those moments, but you're right. Like when we went on the air the next day and, um, reached out to so many Sabres alumni, uh, and, and, you know, coworker and people in the business, um, the amount of response that we got because of what he was able to do in his life and not just in his professional life as a play-by-play, -play, uh, and voice of, of a team, but in his personal life with how he cared and supported and loved people like that was, that was just amazing. That's what I take out of it. And the doc, great doc Emick quoting for, you know, um, the movie Field of, Field of Dreams, right? Why it's just amazing, and you're right. It was one of the probably best moment we've had on the show, and it's it's funny to say, but it's 
it it was very very emotional and uh and one that you'll never forget well it certainly put aside our juvenile attempts at humor and recurring jokes that most people may or may not get although you are incredibly tall despite while sitting here in boxed format on msg well the hair hair is the hair is adding inches there's no question that's something i've not been able to say for eight years now i think at least anyway uh the winter is back in winterfest if you didn't know step outside feel the chill it's brisk baby to close out 2023 and the jackets are in town and it's a 5 p.m start tomorrow it's the last of our four winter wonderland games our winter fest which the winter wonderland theme is tomorrow family activities in the concourse take home photo opportunities an outdoor market and more and of course Shayna goldman next on sabers live t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.